Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God is so good. God bless me to coordinate a free, you hear me, free four-day vacation Bible school, VBS, for children in kindergarten through grade six. Hallelujah. At the Indianapolis Healthplex on Monday, July 22nd through Thursday, July 25th, from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. We ask that you register your children or your grandchildren online at www.harvestprayercenter.org. It's a sports theme called Victory. We are asking the children to wear their favorite sport jerseys or t-shirts. It can be jerseys or t-shirts of any sport football, basketball, soccer, hockey, volleyball, tennis, baseball, or golf. If they don't have sport jerseys, they can wear tie-dye t-shirts. That's cool too. So we are going to serve dinner, turkey sliders, hot dogs, pizza, Chick-fil-A nuggets, along with awesome snacks. They don't want to miss it. There will be music, games, arts and crafts, prizes, and fun, fun, fun. We encourage you to register today. Don't delay. We are accepting the first 100 children. Make sure you pre-register at www.harvestprayercenter.org. By the end of the broadcast, I will mention the website again. These children are precious in God's sight, and we are looking forward to seeing them there. Today, I will talk about the souls of men. When I say men, I am talking about women, boys, and girls, everybody. When I speak of the souls of men, I am speaking of people. I want to cover four areas today. Number one, we are a three-part being. Number two, who is our neighbor? Number three, why we don't witness or share our faith. And four, It's time to make disciples and go after the souls of men. Let's look at one. We are three-part being. The Bible teaches that we are three-part being, body, soul, and spirit. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, Paul mentions all three in one verse. Let us read it. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4 verse 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of merle, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. When we learn the difference of each, especially the spirit and the soul, it will help us to understand the Bible better. Our body. Our body is easy to understand because we can see it. It is wrapped in flesh and bones and we walk around in it. Our body is everything physical. Our skin, bones, muscles, nerves, blood, hair, etc. makes up our bodies. This is the part of us 
that decays over time and will eventually cease functioning when we die and go back to the dust. Now, so if you go to the Greek translation, it will show number 5590 and the word soul, which is means suke, which is breath, the soul. In the Bible, you see this word suke and it's referred to a vital breath, a breath of life, the human soul, the soul at the seat of affections and will, the self, a human person, an individual. Kenneth Hagin was the first person to really help me to understand what was the soul. And he said the soul is the mind, our mind, will, and emotions. And later, Dr. Ivy Hillier, he said, in addition to that, it's our imaginations. So our soul is our mind, will, emotions, and imaginations. This is the part of our body or the part of our um, brain, our mind, where we think and feel. It is where our individual personality is developed, our spirit. Now, our spirit, we are all spirit beings. Our spirit are intangible, invisible. We can't see them. This is how we communicate directly to God. It is our spirit that the spirit of God comes in and reside when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior for the pardon of our sins. It is, this is our new creation in him. The Bible teaches us that our spirit is made perfect and sealed the moment we are born again. And this is confirmed with Ephesians 1 verse 13. It says, in him you also trust after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we are spirit with a soul that is housed or reside in a body. Genesis 2, 7 says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. A man and man became a living soul. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 through 49. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. How be it? That was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. So the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So this shows how the soul and the spirit are different from each other. The soul is earthy and the spirit is heavenly. However, they are similar that both need regeneration by God's spirit or his word. Without the spirit of God working in us, we are dead and unable to know God and unable to understand his holy word. God is concerned about the whole person, body, soul, and spirit. In Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he told them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. 
thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God is concerned about every aspect of our lives. He wants all of us. Likewise, God wants us to be concerned about others. He wants us to be concerned about others in that same way. We should be concerned about the souls of men. And this leads us to our second topic. Who is our neighbor? Let's read Luke chapter 10 verses 30 through 37. It talks about the good Samaritan. Now, Jesus answered a lawyer who had asked him who was his neighbor. And Jesus answered in this parable. Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who shown mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Here the priests and the Levite passed this naked and wounded man and were considered religious people or people that serve God. We as Christians must make sure we are not passing those around us that we come in contact with daily that are hurting. Here, this Samaritan that wasn't even from the area took time out of his busy schedule to help someone in need. He gave up his time and resources to help a stranger. How many of us are willing to do that? Here, this wounded man came from Jerusalem he could have very well been a Jew. If so, you would have thought the Levite would have helped his own kin. Likewise, for the priest being a man of God, yet both passed this man by. Now in Bible times, the Jews had no dealings at all with the Samaritans. If this wounded man was a Jew, then it is ironic that the Samaritan was the one that helped him. It is so important that we love everyone and treat everyone with respect. We don't know who will, who's going to have to help us when we're down. We cannot afford to be prejudiced or respect of persons. God forbids. Jesus shared the man that showed mercy demonstrated what it meant to be a neighbor. Our neighbor is not just the person who live on either side of us in our neighborhood. Our neighbor is anyone we come in contact with, the souls of men. I'm running out of time, but I will pick this back up next week, Lord's willing. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you 
for being concerned about the souls of men. You loved us when we were dead in our sins and gave your only begotten son, Jesus, to help us. Help us to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Help us to show love, the love of Christ to our neighbors, everyone we come in contact with. Help us to share Jesus in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Make sure you register your child or grandchild for the four, for the free, you hear me? Free four-day VBS on Monday, July 22nd through Thursday, July 25th from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the Indianapolis Healthplex. There will be dinner, snacks, games, and prizes available each night. Today, register online at www.harvestprayercenter.org. Each child must be registered separately. Thank you so much. And remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, attention everyone. Tomorrow is the start of a free four-day vacation Bible school, VBS, for children in kindergarten through sixth grade at the Indianapolis Healthplex on the west side of Indianapolis. It starts Monday, July 22nd through Thursday, July 25th from 6.30 p.m to 8.30 p.m. The first 80 children, did you hear me? The first 80 children to pre-register will receive free Bibles and free backpacks with school supplies. So there's still room left. We ask that you pre-register online today at www.harvestprayercenter.com. Org. It is a sports theme. You can wear your favorite sport jersey. Jerseys will be provided during BBS only, but you won't be able to take them home. So anyway, we encourage you to come each night. We're going to serve dinner. Um, Lord's willing, Monday we'll have turkey sliders, Tuesday hot dogs, Wednesday pizza, and Thursday the grand finale Chick-fil-A nuggets along with awesome snacks. So you don't want to miss it. There would be music, games, arts and crafts, prizes and fun, fun, fun. So register today at www.harvestprayercenter.org. You don't want to miss out on this last week of summer camp before school starts. Free BBS with free Bibles, backpacks, school supplies, dinner, crafts, games, prizes, and so much more. I'm going to give out this email again at the end of the broadcast, but if I were you, I wouldn't wait till the end of the broadcast. Don't miss out. Last week, I spoke about the souls of men. I mentioned four topics. One, we are three-part being. Two, who was our neighbor? Three, why we... We don't witness or share our faith. And four, 
It's time to make disciples and go after the souls of men. Well, last week I covered the first two in depth. I talked about the, that we were three part being body, soul, and spirit. And the body is what we see that's obvious and that our body housed our soul and our spirit and that we are spirit beings and our spirit is where we communicate with God and God likewise communicate back with us and a spirit and a soul is what we can't see and our soul is our mind will and emotions and imaginations and our soul and our spirit it lives for eternity. And so here is very important that we renew our mind on the word of God and that we um, spend time with God so that we can communicate with him. And so I talked about all that last week, but this week I want to continue on. The second point was who is our neighbor? And we talked about uh, the good Samaritan, how the Levite and the priest saw this wounded, beaten and naked man on the side of the road. And they walked away. They passed by on the other side. And here these were religious people and they didn't take the time out of their busy schedule. They continue walking as if they didn't see anything. But yet here was this Samaritan, a man who was sojourning in Jericho. He wasn't even from the area. And here he saw this man who was a stranger and he was likewise traveling from Jerusalem. And he came to Jericho, this man who was beaten and robbed and naked. And here this Samaritan, he took this man upon himself, this beaten man, and he put him on his donkey and he took this man to an inn, a hotel that we would call today. And he told the people that he would pay for whatever it costs, that he would take care of it. So he took time out of his busy schedule because he saw a man hurting. And I'm just asking you today, who is your neighbor? Are you willing to take the time out for someone who's hurting, someone who's down and out, or are you too busy and just going to pass them by? And especially you Christians that I'm talking to, let's not be like the priests and the Levite that just pass the man by. And I want to leave this example here. What if there was a neighbor in your neighborhood and you were a hundred percent sure that that neighbor was in this house and the house is on fire. And you know that the neighbor is unaware that his house is on fire, but yet you have an opportunity to save this man. What would you do? Would you just watch the flames, the house go up in flames? Or would you try to help this man, this person in this house? I would think you would call 911 or, or knock on the door, ring the doorbell or break the window or try to do something to get that person out of that house. I don't think you would do absolutely nothing, absolutely, you know, anything. I, I believe you would do something. You just wouldn't watch the house go up in flames and do absolutely nothing. So I'm saying 
Here we are Christians. We know people every day that we work with, we talk with, we in our neighborhood, in our family, in our household, that we're just watching, that they're just miserable, they're they're hurt, they're they're down and out, they're depressed, they don't have any hope, they're lost, they don't know Jesus as Lord, as their Lord and personal Savior. And we're watching them daily dying here and just think. If they die and not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, their eternity would be damnation, hell, burn, fire. And here, would we want that? Just like that neighbor, we would try to do everything in our might to help this individual. And I'm saying there are people all around us. There are souls, the souls of men. And when I say souls of men, I'm including women as well, boys and girls. There are souls, anybody that are that is breathing, that have life in their body is a living soul. We need to be concerned about the souls of men. And this leads to our third point, why we don't witness or share our faith. It could be fear, ignorance, prejudice, selfishness, apathy, and lukewarmness. You know, that we're just, some of us say we're shy. You know, we don't know what to say. We don't know if they're going to like us. We might fend them. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 10, 28, and do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And remember, fear is false evidence appearing real. Get over your fear. Ask God to help you. We all have fear in some form of another, but we have to release it and allow God to work through us. You know, um, oftentimes we promote things. We promote movies, restaurants, plays, sporting events, uh, vacation spots, shopping centers. I mean, the list goes on. We promote things every day, even shy people, even people that are fearful. But guess what? We can do the same thing for Jesus. Let's start promoting him, praise God, and sharing our story. And the other one I said, ignorance. Sometimes we just lack knowledge. We feel we don't have scriptures, you know, to to, to witness to people. And you know what? Or we feel like we don't know what we believe because of our lack of time with God and our prayer life or what have you. So we feel like we're out of touch or we're not informed. So I tell you, get in the scripture, study for yourself to show yourself approved. And the other one I said was prejudice. Sometimes we don't want to witness to people that are different than ourselves. And, and you know, and God forbid, he doesn't want us being judgmental and looking at outer appearance, you know, or having preconceived notions about people. You know, God wants us to embrace people, to love everybody. Praise God. And, and, and not to be selfish. He wants us to think of other people. Sometimes we're so consumed about our own selves that we don't have time for anybody else or apathy. We're just not concerned. We feel, hey, it's not our problem. Somebody else can witness to that person. And God forbid, or we're just lukewarm. We just lacked our zeal. Uh, we're no longer on fire for God. Uh, we're just going through the motions. So we need to be revived. 
So again, we must continue to walk in love and have compassion and share Jesus. Get fervent, get hot, get on fire for God. Praise God. And um, so let's do away with our prejudice and selfishness and apathy and, and all these different things and fear. And let's go forward and save the world through Jesus Christ. He's the one who saved. Hallelujah. We just have to present. We just share the story, share our story with others. That's what God wants. And finally, finally, the fourth point, it's time to make disciples and go after the souls of men. You know, we talked about our faith and, and how how serious are we about our faith? You know, Jesus told us in Matthew 28, 18 and through 20, he came and he spoke to his disciples said, and all authority have been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen and amen. Jesus is there with us. He will never leave us, never forsake us. We don't have to be worried or scared. He's right there with us. Just share him. If it's nothing more than sharing John 3, 16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If that's the only two verses you know, share that and win those, the souls of men, so we can share our story. We can share what Jesus has done for us. Share our testimony. Give them a scripture, share the word of faith, show compassion, be kind and loving, be genuine. People want to know that you care. They're not so much concerned about what you know. They just want to know that you care. That's what they're concerned about. You know, it's easy for us to get so comfortable in our own salvation and not share with others. We have nice homes and cars and jobs and money in the bank. So we feel that we have arrived. But you know, all of that is secondary. God said, first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to us. So that's the main thing. You know, it's just like Mary, when she was at the feet of Jesus, here her sister Martha was concerned about all the cares of the world and Martha was getting upset. But Mary was doing what was needful, as Jesus said. She was at his feet, learning and gleaming from him, gleaning from him. And so God wants us to seek first him, praise God. And he wants us to go after the souls of men. Share, hallelujah. Go, love your neighbors as yourself. Remember, everyone you come in contact with is your neighbor. Praise God. And you know, time is just running away from me again, but I just want to encourage you to go forth and share Jesus. I may pick this back up next week, but I just want to encourage you, love your neighbor, your, your neighbor is anyone you come in contact with, not just the person that lives on either side of you. And remember, show forth love. We want to win those by showing forth Jesus. Let us pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, help us to have a heart for the lost at any cost. Let us show compassion and love. Let us realize that we must love you with all of our might, soul, heart, body, being, dear Heavenly Father, spirit, and love others and love our neighbors as ourselves, that these are the two greatest commandments. So help us to do that, dear Heavenly Father. Help us to truly love our neighbors as ourselves and help us to witness, witness you in your Holy Son, Jesus name. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the children's uh, VBS this week. There's still room to uh, register, pre-register. Go to www.harvestprayercenter.org. Remember, free four-day VBS starts tomorrow at Indianapolis Healthplex at 6.30 p.m. I hope to see you there. I love you. And remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, praise God. I am elated about how well VBS Vacation Bible School went this past week. God is awesome. The children were blessed by the word of God, the dinners, snacks, music, arts and crafts, games, prizes, backpacks, school supplies, Bibles, carnival, and certificates, and so much more. God showed out. I give him all of the glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you so much to all of those who allowed your children to participate in this year's Vacation Bible School. I want to give a thank you shout out also to our pastor, Pastor Stuttered, Lady Renee Stuttered, uh, our church family, the Indianapolis Healthplex staff, Pizza Hut and Speedway, Chick-fil-A and Carmel, and last but not least, my darling husband, Jerome, and our wonderful children. Praise God for helping with all of you. We made VBS a great success. Hallelujah. So I thank the Lord. The past couple of weeks, I have been talking about the souls of men. I will continue this topic and conclude it on today. I pray you have been blessed by this topic. It has really blessed me. God is showing me how important people are to him and how they should be important to us. Souls of men, and this includes women, boys, and girls. Remember, a soul is anyone breathing. If you have life, you are a living soul and you are vital to God. It is God's will that you are part of his family. Just because you are made in his image doesn't make you automatically in his family. In order to be in his family, you first must come through Jesus, his son. When you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, then you are a child of God and part of his royal family. What an awesome privilege to be a son or a daughter of God. It is wonderful. He promised to never leave us nor to forsake us. We can count on him in the good times and in the bad times. Now you notice I said in the bad times, some people think when you are a child of God, that you will never have any problems. That is so far from the truth. You will have problems, challenges, and difficulties, but now you have a heavenly father 
to help you through whatever you are facing. Praise God. Let's get back to the souls of men. Last week, I talked about the past couple of weeks. I've talked about number one, we are a three-part being. Number two, who is our neighbor? Number three, why don't we witness or share our faith? And number four, it's time to make disciples and go after the souls of men. Last week, I reminded us that we are spirit beings with souls, meaning minds, wills, emotions, and imaginations that are housed in bodies. Also, I talked about if we saw our next door neighbor's house caught on fire with people in that, in that house, that we would do everything in our might and our power to rescue them. I made an analogy that we come in contact with hurting people daily that don't know Jesus as the forgiver of their sins. And they are in danger of eternal fire or damnation if we or someone else don't intervene. So to answer the question, who is our neighbor? Our neighbor is anyone we come in contact with in our daily lives, you know, day to day. Whoever we come in contact with, whether it's in the grocery store, at work, in our neighborhood, where I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you.